0: And we're back to talk about a very important issue that we were talking about last episode as well, and that is the topic of people-pleasing. And uh, we had a fun time last time talking through some of those initial issues connected to people-pleasing. when I say fun, it was very painful for me. Uh, Roger was intentionally picking on me, but that's okay. He does that often. Uh, But one of the things that we did last time is, or actually Roger helped us do last time, is define people-pleasing. And here's what Roger came up with last time. And I wanted to start off with that this time, just to kind of recap, help us to get our attention back to where it should be. Uh, And here, here's the definition, an intense desire to make other people happy out of a fear of disapproval or rejection. And I just think that's a really helpful definition, Roger, um, one that captures a lot of the, the important component parts to this. Um, and we, we talked through some of it last time. Where, where should we start this time?
1: Um, I think looking at the extreme of the other side. So, uh, you know, last time we talked about what does this experience look like in our lives? We applied it a little bit to ministry life and the church. Mm-hmm. I think we can look at uh, also other areas of just work in general or different contexts of life. but. You know, thinking about the extremes. So, say you wanna you wanna address people pleasing. You can go to the opposite end, and there are people who who will say this: "I just don't care what anybody thinks," yeah. and you live by this other motive of not caring. Which, when you don't care, you really do care, and that's why you say that. But the topic for another day. But but just thinking of that and how that can affect a person of saying, "I don't live." for anybody's approval, well, I don't care what anybody thinks and I will just do whatever I want. And what, what could be going on in the heart of that person? And then, and then we can look at, uh, you know, how, how should we think about this, uh, from, from scripture? How can we address this, uh, in our lives? Uh, because we know in some aspects we all struggle with, uh, people pleasing yeah. in one way or
0: another. Sure. Oh, it's interesting that that first one that you brought up this idea it, what came to mind was this idea of being brutally honest yeah now, i'm just going to be brutally honest with you and i read somewhere i don't even remember where it was a meme or, or on facebook or on twitter where someone said something like um if you all, o- if you are only brutally honest and you don't care about being gently honest then you care more about brutality than you do about honesty <laughs> and i thought well that's an interesting quote yeah. i I'm not necessarily sure I agree with all aspects of that, but it, what a, what an important statement, because I think sometimes we, we have this, I don't care mm-hmm. and you know, I'm sorry, you know, but that's just me. I'm blunt. Uh, you know, I don't care what anyone thinks that, and that's not biblical, mm-hmm. is it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, definitely a prideful response because yeah. again, what, who is it focused on? Myself. Me me me. Yeah. me, 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 yep. myself and I, you know, if we look from the biblical perspective, we looked last time at the passage in Romans, mm-hmm. it was uh, pleasing others to build them up. The focus yep. should be on others, the Lord first and then other people. So if we're only living for ourselves and our own opinion, we're not caring about others, then uh, again, it's a motive of our heart that that is wrong um, and doesn't consider others and doesn't consider where that other person is
0: yeah, and it's always an imitation of Christ right Paul says in Philippians yeah. 2 esteem others more highly than yourselves mm-hmm. why well he says that's how Christ mm-hmm. thought his mindset which is what the Romans passage did as well
1: mm-hmm. so you can have that opposite or or that maybe that extreme response of yeah. well I just don't care let's just not care about what anybody thinks yeah and again that's a response. It's a response swinging hard the other way because we realized if, it, you know, we do care, we do fear other people, we do want them to think highly of us, um, and therefore we're just going to go the other side and say, eh, it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, it's a way of dealing with, yeah, sure, <clears throat> that makes sense.
1: I think last time, you know, I brought up a comment that Ed Welch said um, that I think is helpful to continue on, and he had made this comment that what or who— you need will control you. Yeah. And that thought of this needing other people, mm-hmm. and there is an aspect of, of that uh, when we think about it. So he, he also makes this comment. Let me bring this out. He says, Regarding other people, our problem is that we need them for ourselves more than we love them for the glory of God. Mm. The task God sets for us is to need them less and love them more. Amen. How would that change our lives if we needed people less and to love people more? Yeah. If it wasn't what could I get out of that person, but what could I give to that person? Yeah. Not how can I be served, but how can I serve them?
0: Yeah. And and th- that falls in line with what the Lord says about loving those and inviting those who can't invite you. They can't reciprocate, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone loves their friends, but loving your enemies or loving those who can't reciprocate, can't give Mm -hmm. back anything. Maybe don't give back anything. Enemies don't give back anything except Mm -hmm. disapproval and hatred, but we're still called to bless and not curse. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of fits in this conversation. Are we treating those who can't give us approval or don't give us approval the same as we're treating those who do? Yeah.
1: Or even the people that constantly reject us. Yeah. You know, are we trying to finally get them to not reject us? Mm. Or are we trying to love them where they're at? Being brutally honest. Which always <laughs> makes me think if, if you're brutally honest, that must be you mean you're lying to me all the time. The rest you of only, the time, you know, right? You i yeah. want to be honest only part of the time. He said, I just want to be honest with you. What does that mean? You're always lying to that me. That means though. otherwise you're that's always lying. That's, that's right. right.
0: <laughs> and sometimes I want them to lie to me because I don't know.
1: Right. That's after service,
0: right? Always. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, what was the comment I had? It, it haunts me because I just okay. It made me cringe when I heard it, and I know it came out of a sincere heart. Or I mm-hmm. think it did. I can't read anybody's heart. Anyway, this person I was preaching <laughs> at the church uh, uh, I was at, and. After I preached the message, an older lady came up to me and said, Roger, you need to go outside and go out by the doors and and wait for everybody to come and collect your accolades." Oh, wow! I'm a, the, as my professor said, the uh, the glory of the worm service, you know. Wow, <laughs> I mean that just uh, it made me cringe because I'm like, I know I'm not that good.
0: <laughs> you know what's interesting. W- we now I, we do, and I I make you. I know you I, like you going. Make me. To, I make <laughs> but the reason I do that now, and I think we've talked about it with the elders too, yeah. is I want to make sure I'm seeing the new people and being able to yeah. you know greet people. But there is a part of me, even recently, I was thinking maybe we shouldn't do that. Make make the other elders be looking out for newcomers or make others look out yeah. because it's better not to. And also, it allows people if they really want to engage, they want to talk about something tr- truly. Yeah. They're not forced to come talk to you. That's <laughs> <They're> st- <laughs> what
1: I feel. I feel like when they're forced, yeah, there is a fear in their
0: heart. Yeah,
1: they're, I mean, not everybody, but there's a fear. Like if you're standing in line, you're not at that moment thinking, I'm just going to be brutally honest with my pastor right now. It's like, how can I please him?
0: <laughs> Although you'd be surprised. I know. There's we've some had people. some. Oh yeah, we've had some.
1: I've had people correct my grammar, which I'm not surprised, but <laughs> tell me I said words wrong and pronounce words. You preach a 35 minute message. Yeah. The glory of God. And it's like, you know, you... Did you realize you pronounced his last name wrong? Let me tell you how to pronounce it. Tr-
0: Listen, time. man, try, try, try preaching in Armenian sometime. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I'd get corrected back in the day. But yeah, yeah, this isn't this is important. You're right. But in the mo- but for the most part,
1: most people are there to thank you congratulate you i don't know why you're getting congratulations sometimes but right. <laughs> I mean, the sincerity right. that comes out but there is that fear as we talked about there's they're fearing you you're fearing them what are they going to say yeah and have you ever thought there's that one person in church i know they <laughs> think this way and i may just say a comment that might just trigger something in their mind yeah. and i wonder how they're going to take it yeah. and you can't avoid it because it's in the scripture or it's just something you need to to address and you're in that moment you're fearing, how is this coming out? How are they taking it?
0: Yeah. Here here's the good news in that situation. I've thought a lot about that because there are a number of people in the congregation <laughs> that you you just know. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of run it through the the uh, their their litmus test, so yeah. to speak, and I know what they're gonna respond to, what they're gonna react to. And here here's been the test for my own heart. Will I say it anyway? Yeah. You know. Even if you have that moment of, oh, I wonder what they're going to think. If you're still willing for the glory of God to say it right, you may, you know, someone who's serving other people, someone who's taking care of people, you may know that there are some people that react negatively Mm -hmm. to you. Um, Are you still willing to serve them? Are you still willing to go after them? Are you willing to go after them? And why are you going after them just to change their mind so they will give you approval are you willing to go after them, even if for the rest of your earthly life mm-hmm. they never give you approval?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 even in our context, you you know, we we don't hear the approval so much in preaching. You 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 don't get the amens very often. And, <laughs> I mean, it's just not that that type of response. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a sense that that you're always thinking in your mind, what what are people thinking? Sure. Well, you know, even though we'll say something mm-hmm. as we should. We're always have that in the back of our mind. So it's something yeah. that we're always thinking about, but you know, thinking about well, how, how should we think about this now? How, how should we address this? And what can we, what truths from scripture can we draw out mm-hmm. that help us battle what's going on in our hearts all the time? Yeah. And, and here's one that I think is important. To kind of set the set the tone Mm -hmm. is that we need to grow in our understanding of God's approval of us Mm. in Christ. Amen. That we are fully approved. We are fully pleasing in his sight because of our identity. And I should say our union with Christ. Absolutely. That union with Christ has brought us all the acceptance, all the approval we will ever need to build our identity as a child of God. If we grow in that understanding, we can now love other people more and need them less because your approval isn't going to add to my identity that I've already found in the Lord. It may encourage me. Absolutely. Like, wow, thank you that, you know, you were, you know, you, you, yeah. you praise God's work <laughs> in my life, you know, I'm uh, that yeah. that's great, but it doesn't add to, okay, I'm devastated if they're not approving or if they reject me, God's not rejecting me. That's right.
0: We are as approved, in some sense, we are mm-hmm. as approved as Christ is mm-hmm. because we are in him.
1: And if he's, if his righteousness is imputed to us and we're fully righteous standing positionally before him, that righteousness, yeah. then all of it comes to us.
0: Yeah. And, and if you think about, I, I, I mentioned this in a sermon a while back, I don't remember even when, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I don't remember last week's sermon. So don't don't even ask. No one does. I know. That's what you're gonna say. I know. But but I was talking about the fact that because we're in Christ, because of union with Christ, yeah. union in Christ, um, we can hear those words, "You are my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased." Yeah. In a sense, spoken of us, not because we are yeah. well pleasing but yeah. because Christ is well-pleasing, and in him we are mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. eternally.
1: And we can be confident that when we are criticized and that people aren't pleased with us, that that doesn't shatter right. us. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt our identity. It makes us think, okay, maybe I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe my, my, the way I've been relating to you is something I need to, to work on. But it doesn't destroy us as if, oh, no, that person's not approving of me. And and I also think at the same time, we need to think, okay, if we're fully approved and we're fully pleasing because of our union, Mm -hmm. why do the scriptures tell us to please the Lord? Make it your aim Mm -hmm. to please the Lord, 2 Corinthians 5, 9. And I remember one counselor saying, you should want to please the Lord more than you want to breathe. Mm. And he's trying to bring out the sense of, are you really desiring to honor the Lord? And I think it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. We're fully united to Christ. We have his imputed righteousness, Mm -hmm. but we still have remaining sin in our heart. Therefore there are times in our lives when we don't please the Lord Mm -hmm. and we do need to make it our aim to please him, not to be accepted but to live out already what we have in him. It's a reflection of our union with Christ is a life of wanting to please him because we are pleasing to him. We're already fully approved.
0: Yeah. In a sense, it's, it's the response of gratitude, Mm -hmm. right? Because we are fully pleasing to God while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And he's covered us in his own righteousness and that will never change and can never change. Whether men approve of us, Mm -hmm. whether we, you know, fall and and mess up because we're in Christ, his grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. And we're so grateful for that. We're so Mm -hmm. grateful for what he has done that we, we do want to, and of course, he's also changing our hearts and the spirit is present. So we want to honor him. We want to please him Mm -hmm. out of a heart of thankfulness and gratitude for what he's done, mm-hmm. and it should be our aim, you know. If and, and the spirit of God is present in us, this is a he's a big part of this conversation mm-hmm. at, at some level, right? He is there; he is changing us from the inside out as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that that overall thought of we're pleasing is important that we're pleasing in His sight, that we're in union with Christ, and by faith we trust in that truth and we walk in that truth and we don't walk thinking am i pleasing the lord today did i please the lord you know today when it's not this morbid introspection Mm -hmm. it's if you recognize areas you quickly repent and 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 move on it's not getting stuck in this am i pleasing am i not pleasing uh because then again the focus turns back on us but it's looking to christ uh for that but then we got to think about relating to our neighbor relating to other people, mm-hmm. whether it's people in the church and or whether it's outside. So what, how can we think through that of how we can please man in the right way mm-hmm. um, and deal with the times that we don't please the Lord, but we're pleasing. We're people pleasers. Um, so I think of this thought, does our people pleasing allow you to do good to your neighbor and glorify God? So let's take work, for example. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to please your boss, right? And to do a job that's well done Mm -hmm. and that you're doing good to that company. You're helping whatever role you're fulfilling. You're helping um, in in what you're doing. Yeah. And you're doing good and you can glorify the Lord as Colossians 3 says, 23, not work unto man, but unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so there's a good sense when you can do that. But we could easily get tripped up into thinking, okay, I'm going to be controlled by this because I want something out of him. yeah if I just please my boss, he'll give me a promotion, he'll give me a raise. If I just you know uh, work you know extra hours all the time. if I just do this thing, yeah, I'm going to get that approval so I can get something out of it. yeah and and, and, and so our our desires can go astray.
0: Um, and, and a test of that desire is to, to see if it has boundaries.
1: Yeah. That's a good way
0: to put it. Right. If that desire is so inordinate that mm-hmm. it's controlling, I think you talk about that all the time. It's become this controlling desire so that now the things that we know the Lord desires mm-hmm. are put on the back burner. They're not a priority. We're kind of ignoring them. It's kind of like that question in the last episode, are you willing to sin to yep. get this thing? Yeah. Um, So if the, if the desired has no boundaries or not the proper boundaries, Mm -hmm. then, then we're, we're in a problematic place. It's not what the Lord is calling us to.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we think about it, are we loving others approval? Are we loving man's approval more than we're loving the approval we already have Mm -hmm. in Christ? I think one good practical way, and I kind of brought up this in our list last week, I can't say no. Yeah. Learn to say no. (laughs) Yeah. And live with that tension in the heart. Yep. Of, I just disappointed this person. Somebody calls you up and says, I need to meet with you. Can, can can we talk right now? It's late at night. Can we talk? I need to talk to you. No, I'll call you in the morning and living with the, Oh, I disappointed them. They really needed me. Yep. They, they wanted, they wanted me. I was here to help them. That's my calling. That's my, Mm -hmm. I'm a friend to them. That's my family member. Now I'm not saying it's an emergency situation. You know, you need to to pick up, of course, but I'm talking about if there's a pattern of, we can't say no to anybody and we always are yes men or yes women. Mm -hmm. We're always saying yes. An easy application is just saying no and trust the Lord and trust the sovereign hand
0: and as one who struggles with that, <laughs> I can say one of the tests for me often is, uh, well, there's a couple things going on there. One of them is, is resentment developing at some level when I'm too tired, I don't have time, and there's too many things to get to, and
1: from the other person, you mean? I'm I'm oh, developing resentment toward oh
0: the needs that are arising. Oh, Why, sure. You know, that's one thing. Well. You know, you've kind of brought it upon yourself by not ever saying no, not having those boundaries. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the other thing is asking yourself, why is it so important to you to get to that need when it can you, You've talked about this with me is, you know, it can wait. Mm-hmm. You know, in counseling situations, mm-hmm. you and I have talked. My pattern is they call, I go. <laughs> And mine you, is you
1: call? I wait. Yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. And and that's been so helpful to me yeah. uh, because I just when they call now I call you <laughs> and, <laughs> and I wait and you wait <laughs> and you tell me wait. <laughs> you know, but but it's true yeah. that that idea of you know it can wait and and it, when we realize that number one we deflate and we stop thinking that we're so important absolutely. Um, And we realize how good the Lord is Mm -hmm. because he will care for these people far more than we could. Yeah.
1: Now, there are times where wait isn't the response. Wait is the normal response to me. But there are times where somebody is so down and they really need a phone call. In those situations, you talk to the person. Yeah. But for the majority of time, let's be honest, we can be a little more dramatic in our desire for help. What are you talking about? Oh, we can maybe put it a, a little more urgent than it seems to be. And in our communication style, text messages are, are hard to interpret what's going on. Yeah. Like you can interpret a text message like this person needs me right now. Right. And I can read it and say, eh, I call him in the morning. Right. I mean, yep. so it's a hard form of communication to really know how to respond to. Um, but <clears throat> oftentimes when we're in need, We want help immediately. Mm -hmm. We want man to help us rather than going
0: straight to the Lord. So important. What a great point there, Roger, because one of the things that our people pleasing does, it can harm the person Mm -hmm. we're trying to help Mm -hmm. because it's teaching them that I don't want to use a psychology term, but that codependence, is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. And that's
1: (laughs) part of how, you know, we'll, we'll talk about people pleasing in a, in, in a biblical Terminology, but it's the same concept.
0: Yeah. It, they become dependent on you rather than, <coughs> excuse me, you pointing them to Christ and depending on Christ.
1: And think how dependent you become on them mm. because now you're the one who always helps people. You're the people helper. Yeah. So if people aren't coming to you, now you're losing what you That's right. want from them. That's right. And so it goes both ways and it creates this uh, pattern that could harm us. Mm-hmm. And we could, we could lead to overwork. We could lead to over realizing how much we can help people. Because ultimately That's right. the Lord is the one who helps and works. We are just conduits of his grace to people. And so I think it goes both ways and we don't realize that. Um,
0: yeah. So, so learning to say no
1: learning to say no. Yeah. And it's so easy. Remember I always tell you, it's just one word. No. Yes no. is also no. one word. <laughs> I'm just pointing it out, you know. You, so
0: it's, it's a longer word. It is a longer That's word. That's true. Yeah. One extra letter. Yeah. It Depends takes a on little. the language I Anyway, forget it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so as we think about that, an easy way to say no in those times where we find ourselves always saying yes. And I think some other, you know, some other uh, things to think about is um, to think uh, less often about about ourselves and to think more about other people mm-hmm. um, and to love other people and to be thinking about the Lord and how we're interacting with them yeah. uh, rather than thinking, I wonder if they're happy or I wonder if they reject me. Does the Lord reject me right now? Yeah. Is the Lord pleased? Is the Lord approving me? Um, and, and can I rest in that? Can I rest in who and what he has said in his word? Or am I resting? Is my day shaped by a comment from another person?
0: You know, it's, it's interesting. One of the ways that I found helpful to me to keep the right focus um, that I wish I did more often is, <laughs> is praying for the person
1: hmm.
0: who has the need. Whether I can get to that person today, tomorrow, next week, or not, the Lord can get to him anytime, anywhere, mm-hmm. any moment, um, and it also changes my thinking. Am I saying, "Lord, you hold down the fort until I get there"? Yeah. You know, is that, <laughs> or have I? Am I entrusting them to yeah. the Lord truly? And if the Lord so desires to use me, He may. He may not. Mm-hmm. But there's something Paul talks about in, in Philippians that once you pray, then the peace that surpasses all understanding can mm-hmm. guard your heart and mind in Christ. Well, I think that's true. That we so that really will change my thinking in those moments, and like I said, I, I wish that were my every time reaction yeah. to a need that arises, which it should be. Whether in my own life or, or in ministry life, we we pray for one another, and it changes us. And we we are entrusting these things to the Lord. Yeah.
1: Thinking through, you know, as we think about people pleasing and how it's affected our lives, we brought out some different areas, but. Just think of how much of our life is directed by the opinions of others mm. and and their approval of others. And I think parents uh, are probably the highest category for most of us. You sure. know, you think about your parents and are they pleased with the career path I chose, the college I chose to go to, what I'm doing today and how that much that can shape us uh, in our lives. Yeah. And then we think of friends and, and people in the church living for that approval how how much we're controlled by others without realizing we're being controlled by them what they think as if their opinion has now been exalted to what the lord thinks yeah and how we can we yeah. can you know live lives that are are not uh, uh are, are being controlled by other people instead of the
0: lord when well, think about the stress that that adds to our lives yeah and it changes how we would react, respond, what actions we'll take. I think, in some ways, it um, reduces our willingness to take a risk in mm-hmm. obedience, um, because we're oh, are they going to like that? Are they not going to like that? What instead of well, the Lord has called me to this, yeah. and I must obey. <clears throat> Again, not I'm not talking about brutal honesty, uh, you know, <laughs> but but just obedience to the Lord without the this the confines of, you know I, I'll, I'll give you a simple example do i raise my hands while singing and worshiping hmm. do i not mm-hmm. if i do what are people gonna think if i don't what are people gonna think
1: especially in our culture
0: yeah in our church culture it's a very interesting moment mm-hmm. and some people are free and they they yeah. raise their hands and others um I don't know if they're breathing during worship. I'm not sure if they have a pulse. No, I shouldn't say, but they may be, but their heart would be, may yeah. very well be worshiping in a deeper way than, than yeah. those who are more visible. But I think we have this fear. Are we being watched even in worship?
1: And then if you think of the opposite extremes, I've been in a church where the outward expression is, is so dominant that if mm. you're not doing it, even if it's not in your heart, you're left out and you feel you feel this pressure. Yeah, yeah, you're coerced into doing it because everybody around you. So we're shaping each other and we're fearing each other, even in how we're worshiping the Lord at that moment.
0: I'll throw out another one. Why is it that some people have a hesitation to pray out loud in groups? Yeah. Now it's not, I'm not saying it's always this, but often it's this fear that I'm not going to say the right words. I'm not going to pray. Well, they're going to, what are they going to think of me? I'm, you know, yeah. but have you ever really thought negatively about someone because they didn't have the right words to pray? Yeah. It's usually something else, you know, that would make us go, oh, well, that was interesting. You know, if you're praying for the Porsche, you know, uh, or something <laughs> like that, that might make us go, huh? Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Is this, can it be people pleasing that causes people not to even want to pray in yeah. groups? Because you're fearing
1: their rejection, you're fearing their disapproval. What if I didn't pray right? Yeah, as if there is a wrong way to pray. Okay, there's a wrong way you pray. You can pray for the Porsche or whatever you're praying for, <laughs> but but you can learn from that, can't you? Sure. Hey, brother, you know, have you? Let, let's talk about prayer. Let's learn. But how do you grow in something if you don't actually practice it? But there is a fear. Prayer is an, a huge fear, just like evangelism. They're yep. going to hear me talk to God and try to pray. And what if what if I don't say the right words or address as if there is a formula
0: that we need? Now, now think about that context. Now, think about what's happening in those moments. We are thinking more about the people around us mm-hmm. than yep. the God that we're supposed to be praying to.
1: And same in preaching, if you think about it. That's a good point. When we're bringing out the word of God and we're looking around and we're thinking, people, are we thinking about what they're thinking of us or what are they're thinking of the Lord. Yeah. Are we directing them to the Lord? Are we worshiping even when we're teaching because yeah. we're so into what the word is saying, or are we so focused on this local congregation? We're forgetting the Lord is in our presence and we should all be directed to him in, in what's occurring.
0: Amen. Roger, this is such a good topic that we are, I, I think we're going to have to come back to it. Uh, Yeah,
1: I'm sorry we weren't able to solve your people-pleasing problem. What do you mean, it's solved?
0: No, just say no. Oh, wait, no, it's not solved. Wait a minute. (laughs) That's not what you meant by say no. Uh, As we're wrapping up this uh, episode, I'm sure we'll return to this topic maybe even next time. But, Roger, any any last thoughts?
1: Uh, No, I think this is a... No, and then I'm going to actually say something. Isn't that funny? <laughs> we, we, we're trying to find the words to, to speak on the fly. Yeah, I think it's a good topic to think about for our lives. I, I think of just one last example of a work example. Mm. I, I experience this sometimes at my job because yeah. I work with a lot of people. And sometimes, I mean, uh, I, I have to come and I have to uh, uh, address something that's going wrong. And sure. I have to address multiple people. Sometimes I have to email 15 people Mm. at one time, or sometimes I email 50 people, Mm. and I bring up issues that are going on. And I'm always thinking in my mind, I wonder what this person's going to think, that person. I'm wrestling with in my mind. How am I coming off? Are they going to now not like me? Are they going to think differently? (laughs) Am I creating? All these things are going in my mind. But at the end of the day, I think, okay what do I need to do right now? And I got to trust the Lord and hold the tension in my heart. This is not feeling like it's easy. This is hold the tension to do what you know you need to do. And you trust the Lord. You need them less, love them more. And part of loving them sometimes is the hard conversation, which reveals you're a people pleaser. And at the same time can, can help work on that. It's
0: it's so interesting and I think we'll have to come back to it, but there are different filters that we put our actions through Mm -hmm. that are godly and biblical. One of them is the most important is, is this pleasing to the Lord? And then we have to think part of pleasing the Lord is how we approach people. Mm -hmm. It's number one, we have to approach them. Like you're saying, if there's the hard conversation to have, but it's also how we approach them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not wrong to think, is this person going to be upset? Is it going to hurt them? How is it going to impact them? but it's wrong if it's something that the Lord wants us to take to them regardless of the pain that it may cause, um, that we not take it to them. So great topic, lots to keep considering and uh, more topics like this to come back to. So we're glad that you joined us. Um, If you have any questions about anything, if there are different angles that you'd like us to look at, please feel free to email us, let us know. Um, And also, like we said before, you can share, you can like, uh, you can uh, uh, email us, letting us know how much you are pleased by our podcast. We'll
1: gauge that by how many likes we get, That's and right. how many subscribers we have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we we really are blessed that you're listening. So uh, let us know if you have anything more that you'd like us to look into. Until next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff Podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments please send email correspondence to feedback at rodandstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.